There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and wonderful to be talking with you again today. And I hope uh, I hope wherever you are that you're you're okay in the in the current situation in this rather unusual world that we find ourselves in at the moment and that your families are well and that you are you know managing to to cope with this lockdown you know it's a, it's a strange situation right now isn't it for for all of us today um but uh, you know sending my best wishes to you and uh, and I hope that you're thriving and uh, really taking this opportunity that we've got right now to to do some thinking as we enter into this new and different paradigm uh, as uh, one of my friends said uh, recently uh, michael romley he said uh, yesterday is history uh, tomorrow's a mystery and today's a gift and i i really hope that uh, today is a gift for you that's what it's intended to be for you to have a think about how we step up as leaders or, or aspiring leaders in a world which is changing and uh, at the moment as we, we record this interview it's going through some crisis and i think that crisis will uh, and the situation will evolve and change and it requires today leaders who think uh, behave differently so uh, i'm going to well introduce to you gene early um, some of you may have heard gene on the show before gene and i are working together on creating a um, a solution uh, to help people to um, step up and rise up in the new world. Uh, Jean is a, a Leaders Quest partner, uh, which is an organisation that runs um, events globally uh, for, um, for for corporates and, uh, and and quests where people go and visit different countries and experience that as leaders. He's a co-founder of the Silicon Valley life sciences company Genomic Health and co-founder of the first NLP, that's Neurolinguistic Programming Training Institute in Europe. Um, obviously, um, you know, myself as well, you know, my um, situation is that I, I have a very, very broad corporate background, an entrepreneurial background, but today I help leaders to step up and I help um, people to develop and grow within these uh, leaders' organizations or outside, you know, one-to-one as well. And I also specialize in, in, in engagement, helping and create cultures that are thriving, that are engaged, that are, are buzzing, even when they're working from home. Um, and we've joined forces to help you to elevate your performance um, during this crisis. Um, in April to May 2019, you know, we discussed how there were unprecedented uh, leadership challenges today and introduced a model that was Gene and I for elevating leadership, which we call the STAR model. But we just didn't know um, that our paradigm would be literally tipped on its head with this global pandemic that we're all of us uh, who are listening now are experiencing. And the leadership qualities that are required um, has, you know, has, has this, well, this work has become even more important um, as uh, this situation develops and as we adjust to this environment. And, and we believe it requires heartfelt approaches to leadership and modern day working um, that are required. 
So we're going to talk today about um, elevating leadership, about the STAR model, and, and really start to think about how we can all step up, how we can, we can um, hold our heads calmly and inspire and guide others with the warmth and conviction of our leadership. This world needs us to be able to do that. We have problems and challenges with the climate, and um, for example, some major issues, and there will be lots to sort out and, and resolve. Your skills are going to be needed uh, for a long time, I'm sure. So, yeah, big welcome uh, to my friend, Gene Early. Yeah, hi, Chris. It's really nice to be with you again. Excellent. Uh, how, are you, how are you managing with lockdown in Virginia, Gene? Oh, God. Well, I've been sheltering in place now for several, a number of weeks, and that brings its own challenges. Um, one of the things is I've been learning how to use Zoom, as I think many people are, and it has really been a, a wonderful technological tool for the work I do. Um, and one of the things in that work is really I do, I do a, a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, as you know, and I've uh, been reaching out to my clients and, and just offering pro bono uh, time with their teams, and that has been really substantial in terms of helping to mobilize uh, um, kind of, I would say, cohesion and a sense of connectedness, which we really need in this uh, virus situation that we're in. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge right now, I think, with you know, you're offering pro bono work, and, and I'm finding myself in a situation, I've, I've had three of my main clients who've kind of put me on hold for a month to three months on programs that were going really, really well with people. But actually, I think the reality of the situation is some of them need me more right now uh, than maybe they needed me a few months ago. So li like you, I, I've, uh, you know, wanting to help where, where help is really required. Mm -hmm. uh, different response, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so we're we're talking about elevating leadership and taking that leadership to to another level. And I, so I think in this world today, there is that opportunity to be doing that, and it's needed with some of the the world problems that we have to to sort out. And and I think as you know, as a question is you know you know kind of what is a good a good leader? And one of the, one of the leaders that I'm enjoying observing. And uh, she seems to suit the culture of the country well, which is New Zealand, is Jacinda Arden. She's getting lots of praise. She's only 39 years, years of age. But I think what I love about her leadership style is actually she seems to be leading with real kind of uh, compassion and she's engaging people. Uh, she may um, be... Uh, you know, not 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 always um, happy and upbeat she's, because the situation isn't deserving deserving it. But she's she's doing things very em empathically and uh, helping people to realise that we're all in this together. Uh, as and she is as a leader, um, not as a necessarily as a you know a parent kind of figure. And you know some of the issues, the way they've handled the coronavirus and then the shooting last year with very sadly awful shooting in in Christchurch, um, I think she's demonstrating that actually, you know, good people with good principles and good ethics um, can stand up and uh, really, really help through what I was described as an elevated leadership um, mm. kind of approach. So I'm just interested, Jean, about, you know, your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, I, I think she is a great example of leadership in the world today. And, and there are a number of really um, good examples. We, at the same time, we also see poor examples of leadership. And I, I would just say that the contrast between them is really useful in terms of how we develop our own leadership. 
because they, they give us role models to say what works, what doesn't work, and then we can just say what can we take from that, um, particularly in this time of crisis. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit interested. You know, you've, you know, you've like me, you've been speaking to um, leaders and of organizations over the last few weeks. I'm just interested to know what uh, what you're hearing from them. Well, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I one of my clients is a country director for a large European multinational. And what she's been saying to me is it's it's been a chance for her to slow down, to evaluate, uh, and to be creative. Uh, and she was just commenting on the, the additional time that she has that gives her to think and reflect and reach out and engage with her team in and, and some creative ways that she hadn't done before. And so I think that's, that's a really special kind of um, opportunity. Another client I have is a company owner and founder of an industry association in Bangladesh, and he's challenging his global industry leaders to go beyond self-interest, which, of course, that's something that you and I are really big on, to be able to see the larger picture, kind of look to the future, see what that offers, and really lay the foundation for a vibrant future. Um, and just a, maybe a third uh, client is a foundation director in South Africa. She's in the education field, and she's really dealing with the urgent issues um, of lockdown there and kids who don't have access to Internet. And that's in three provinces, but she's also making time to communicate uh, a vision she has for the 13 million kids in all of South Africa and preparing for post-COVID-19, um, which I think is something that, that is really important for all leaders today, which is really begin thinking big picture, beyond the immediate urgent, and for the future so that we come out of this in a really healthy way. Mm. Yeah. It's, it, well, I mean, what you're, what you're, you've given some examples there of, you know, of people, three people who are really... Um, you know, seeing the opportunity in this, and uh, and a, but also reacting to it in a mm-hmm. very, a very mature way, aren't they? And they're they're, they're thinking about how they can uh, utilize this time to create, do things differently. You know, businesses and models are going to have to change in the way that we do things. And and I, I've I've seen um you know I've seen some wonderful examples of myself of of uh, some very fast thinking, but also some kind of proactive positive leadership and i've also seen though the other side i've seen some fear i've seen oh, yeah. i've seen of anxiety mm-hmm. i've seen uh, people who are, you know are suffering quite a bit with stress i've seen uh, and spoken to people who are maybe you know their heads are down rather than up and uh, with that on that kind of uncertainty and particularly if you've got a business and it's maybe say a family business and you've got lots of legacy there um, but then I've also seen um, people who surprise themselves by you know, having to get everybody working from home and effectively. And in this country, we're furloughing people, uh, sending, but we're partly government funding them them being at home. And uh, and what they've been is surprised at how quickly they've managed to mobilise people and mm-hmm. and get them working really effectively. And then I've seen people who've changed their models uh, to uh, one of my friends who I greatly admire um, and uh, an organization that puts on amazing extreme endurance events and for charity raises lots of money and he, they, all those events have had to go on hold they're all cancelled till September but he's out uh, his name's David Fox Pitt and he's out 
Um, now in in Dundee, he's arranged for um, for PPE to be um, protective equipment to be delivered to to care homes. He's having um, pizzas made being delivered to people on the front line, and he's also um, having food parcels um, collated and delivered. So suddenly, his focus has become not just global, more international support for charity. It's um, supporting charity on his own door. So I'm seeing some wonderful examples, kind of too, really. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So I guess the takeaway then from this is that it's a there is this is this is a really fascinating time. You can kind of sit on the beach and just observe what's going on and not do anything really, or you can actually, uh, you know, get on get out there and you know think, uh, take the time to reflect. But then rather than necessarily a knee jerk reaction, uh, deciding on a course of action and moving things forward fairly fairly quickly. So do you think we should talk about our model now, Gene? Do you want to do I that? think it'd be great, yeah. So shall I just um shall I just introduce introduce Yeah, that would be great. Um I, I think you know we we Gene we, and I over a, a year or so of thinking and um really kind of deeply reflecting on this elevation of leadership. We we created a model with five points and we decided it was a star in in terms of its uh, shape. And I think um, what that fitted very nicely because you know we see you know if you think about a star and maybe you you know tonight you're looking up in the night sky and if it's uh, if it's nice and clear you see a star shining and that star is shining but it may not even exist what it's doing it's leaving a legacy that light is a legacy because the stars probably burnt out maybe maybe millions of years ago but it's leaving a net legacy in the sky and I think there's an opportunity today to leave a legacy. You know, the human beings have, have left a legacy that's not always been a good one. Organizations have, have, you know, as well. And I think, you know, star that shines, we can, as an organization, we can become a, a beacon um, that shines and, and does, you know, positive work throughout the kind of universe. Um, we also, as an individual, we can we can shine and also contribute positively. But I think, I think that learning, though, is not something we don't naturally just become a brilliant leader. You know, if you think about all the planets in the in the solar system and beyond, you know, we we know of one that's definitely got life, and we're living on it. And that's probability of that all of those situations occurring just by chance is very very slim. So there's a few people out there who, through maybe role modelling when they were children, etc., developed this uh, um, this ability to lead really, really effectively. But most of us, and pretty much all of us, have to learn. And we do that through you know, discipline. And we learn to, have to, to, to sculpture ourselves into somebody who um, is very effective at what we do with daily, weekly, monthly discipline. And I think that requires other people to help in you doing that. So I'll run through the STAR model. There's five points. Know yourself. Um, intense, lead with intense humility. Be a bold seeker of truth. And act on that truth with wisdom and then follow through with action. So, Gene, and we've got just about three or four minutes left to a commercial break. Do you want to start just talk a little bit about knowing yourself? And if we if we trail over, we'll continue into the second after, after the break. Sure. Yeah. You know, for me, the, the core of leadership is that it, it starts on the inside. Leadership is from inside out as far as I'm concerned because – it's very clear to me in the work that I've done and we've done that the character of the leader manifests itself in the organization and beyond. And so the fact that uh, now is a time to really invest personally in leadership development, 
which begins with this internal work. I think it's uh, it's also a time for organizations to invest in R&D and a vision for the future as well as marketing in order to, to increase market share uh, in a time when most people are contracting. It's a time to really consider expanding. Um, and I think, you know, at the individual level, this really is where where your future is going to emerge from. It's, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about a couple of my clients there who are they are they are recognizing the urgency of the moment, but they're also recognizing they need to carve out time for the future and for their own um, development and the, the leadership that can come out of that development. So just in, in terms of some, some resources that I use and I know are available to others, uh, you know, I really encourage people to, to, to learn about yourself and, and learn about your team members using a Myers-Briggs test or the DISC or the Enneagram, you know, and of course, coaching. We, Chris and I just really believe in coaching. We, we have our own coaches and we also do coaching with others and just consider that really important. And also, I know one of the things that, that Chris is big on, I, I haven't used it yet, but is talent dynamics. It's just another way that we we understand that as you understand yourself, your team members, or your colleagues um, better, it enables you to be much more effective as a leader. Great. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, love, I love that it helps you to understand where you're in flow. But I think with this knowing yourself, it's about knowing your, your purpose. If it's an organ, your organization, knowing the purpose of the organization um, and, you know, what's important to it in terms of its values and using these um, these, these as a fuel, as the, the kind of heart to then um, energize you and, and have you in a situation where you just, you know, want to get into work and life and, uh, and, and be on the front foot and knowing your, your strength, your weaknesses, your, your flow. Um, all of these things are, really important to enable you to um, have the fuel and the energy and intensity and the, and the conviction that will attract people into your world really so i think probably as a kind of a takeaway before this that we, we we kind of move on i think you know i, I believe i i have i've always invested in coaching i know gene has as well um we we've coached many many people i think i've done used the talent dynamics profile 900 times i worked out the other day with people I want just one little tool in the system but i think having someone else to to help you whoever that may be whatever country they may live in it might be us it might be it might be others but actually having a third party to help you understands these things is really really important so we're going to go into commercial break now and after the break we'll talk about the second point of the star which is um, intense humility over the break have a think are you really you know are you really um, humble do you really operate with this deep uh, humility are you always thinking about others and uh, in, in the way you're, you operate um, have a deep think about uh, about humility and the way that you come across and then we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Yeah, Chris, you know, we were talking about intense humility and you know, we're living in a time of just really great uncertainty. Um, so many things happening with lockdowns and with distancing, social distancing, and, and all that goes with that. And so that, that kind of challenge uh, is really, I think, intense for leaders of all kinds, particularly when we feel responsibility for others. But I'm just wondering, how does, how does our humility as a leader empower us to lead from our best self? Yeah, I, I think... I think through humility, and you know this. I, I think if you if you really understand your very best self, and you can combine it with this uh, ability to to be uh, prepared to be vulnerable uh, with people, so you're not sort of demonstrating that you are you are you're perfect. Um, you're through not being arrogant. Uh, and not looking for others to blame. And if something goes wrong, look in the mirror first before blaming blaming others. But I think drawing out of your your purpose and your deeper core, your integrity. You know, when we do work, uh, Gene, you know, around understanding people, we often find that their core, the core thing that everybody wants is to be loved. And uh, I think if we can bring that love and compassion from within us into the world, and also you know, our authenticity and be centered and be grounded. And when you're you're centered and grounded, you're not hopping and jumping around everywhere. You can see situations that are very fast moving, but almost in slow motion and then kind of act and respond. And I think in humility, people who I see are very humble. They've, They've learned the art and the skills of treating people really well, very artfully and and beautifully. And I think that in that deep in humility uh, will set you up um, very well. I think in terms of being able to create, you know, the kind of organisations that have the impact in the world that we certainly want people who are working with us to to do. Because there are some problems in this world that need sorting, and we need to be working with people and helping them to be able to resolve some of these major major issues. So, um, I mean, Gene, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's really that's really good, Chris, uh, because it's it's consistent with uh, how I think, and and also, you know, one of the processes that I found so useful is is a process I call identification, which is it's a naturally occurring uh, process when we when our mirror neurons fire and we identify with other people just in order to understand what they're communicating. 
But what I've uh, begun to do is to, is to use it more consciously and to, and to operate on the belief that what we see in others is true of ourselves. And so the key question then becomes, you know, how is what I see in others true of me, both, both the good and the not so good? And, you know, one of the things about it is that this question, when, when I get an answer to the question, it really removes any judgment or blame. And as you were talking about, it, it enables love and compassion to come forth. Because once we, once we recognize that, our, if you will, our common humanity, that people intend to do their best. We often fail at that, but we intend to do our best. And I think that we're wired for actually negativity, looking for the, the downside of things. And so what this does is it, it kind of removes that, that natural tendency with the learned uh, capacity to find you know, that connection between us and others. And that is, in my mind, really the essence of, of humility. Um, so I, I think that's just something that, that we need to, uh, to really be thinking about. And um, I look forward to, uh, to hearing more of what you're thinking, Chris, particularly as we, we go to the next point of the star, which is the bold seeker of truth. Excellent. Well, I, I think um, in, in this one, Gene, I think, uh, I think I should ask you that question. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I know you have got some, uh, you know, some real kind of thoughts to reflect on the bold seeker of truth, and um, you know, this is this is important, isn't it? This getting to the it is to the deep truth of things. Yeah, you know, I, I really think it's the. I agree with you. I, I think it's the core of, and in some ways, of the core of this model that we are working with. Yeah, you know, we don't claim that that this model is the ultimate model. It's just the kind of like the way we've come to to think about it. But, you know, I, I think that what's core about it is that truth relates both to humility and to wisdom, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but to, to truthfully know ourselves, you know, our strengths and our weaknesses, that really is, that is humility. And to, to act with wisdom requires knowing the truth about ourselves and others and, and circumstances we face, even when we don't have all the facts. Um, and so I, I recognize that that we as leaders influence others. And when we pursue the truth and we live from that truth, then others develop trust in us. And, and they're so clear that trust is essential to great leadership, that it increases receptivity and motivation and creativity and productivity and, and just so much more. And I think that um, with that kind of trust that comes from kind of living from the truth, uh, we we see ourselves able to do this, just like you were talking about your friend who's delivering packages of food. We're able to to uh, switch in the in time of crisis and be really resourceful. Um, and when we do those kinds of things, we actually are beginning to um, engage uh, our employees, our staff with with greater trust. And that just kind of builds. It becomes that that positive um, cycle, a virtuous cycle, so to speak. Mm. And, and and within this, some of the, uh, I, I think one of the things that's important is the ability to, uh, rather than to make make decisions on everybody's um, behalf, is to be able to ask some some really great questions of people to to discern the truth, and also to to listen very carefully and and suspend judgment because I mean, I don't know, Gene, if 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 we'd you know been in meetings. 
last year with um, you know with, with company boards and the like, and somebody had put their hand up and said, "I think there's going to be a global pandemic next year, and it's going to impact everybody." Right. <laughs> I think they may have got laughed at. I've got a I'm feeling. I'm sure that I, I am sure. I am sure. And, and ridiculed until until um, a few weeks ago, of course. Um, so you know, suspending that ju- that judgment is really really important and i think also in truth in truth as as we develop and grow as people we have to be prepared to and um, be open to feedback and not keep defending it just just listen to it absorb it it's through feedback that we learn and that we we grow so i think we have to be prepared to take a feedback and be prepared to based on that feedback to make some kind of addition um adjustments if if required um so let's um let's talk about about wisdom, shall we? Yeah. You know, you know, I really, um, I love this quote, you know, when wisdom speaks, be silent. Do not waste your candle when the sun is there. I, I just love that quote. It's, it's, it's almost poetic. And I think it really speaks to this, you know, what we've been talking about in terms of wisdom. And, and it, it, you know, it raises that question for me about how we coach others. And I'm just wondering for you, how, how do you coach others to integrate the wisdom of those people they encounter so that they become better leaders? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think it's, you, you, it's encountering. I think it's also in reading and learning about other people and the way that they've done things. I love the process that I use around understanding your flow because then you can study people who've got similar flow to you and have been very successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand some people are very innovative and some are very people-orientated. Others are very operational and grounded. Others are more detailed. And But by understanding your particular flow, you can study people who've been very successful and learn how they would have, they go about things. And that can then more easily translate into how you do. So um, wisdom, you can learn from others by observing by reading there's podcasts by working with uh, mentors and uh, and uh, and kind of coaches and i think within wisdom what's important is to understand things like you know how to make decisions mm. yeah absolutely you know how, how to coach and develop and nurture uh, people mm-hmm. how, how to you know, be able to things operationally work. Um, also, how things work from a, maybe a, a kind of financial perspective, but have that broad perspective of how you know, a organization operates, but also have the develop and nurture your own skills um, such that your wisdom uh, then enables you to kind of stand out and people to follow you and uh, because of they, they trust you, they give you you um, a premium in terms of listening to you because of your character and who you've become. And that's a, that's a journey. But if you can combine this of understanding, deep understanding of yourself, um, becoming even more you know, humble as a human being, seeking the real truth behind a situation, not, not the, not the, you know, the, what's the real truth, true cause of this situation, uh, not just, um, you know, miss kind of missing the point, uh, and uh, but also just keep building on your wisdom, uh, then we're starting to get to a point where we've got, you know, a very very impressive leader. Any any thoughts from you, Gene? Yeah. So I mean, I, I think very consistent with what you're saying. And and one of the things that that has come to me out of our collaboration and in really thinking more deeply about wisdom is that is a definition that I'm using operationally for myself and for my clients 
which is that wisdom is truth in action. And um, I think, you know, this conversation that we're having is, is really at a high level around values and, and vision about what is leadership and what does our influence bring. And it just strikes me that, that in this time of crisis, that it is a time that, that we can invest in ourselves to increase our wisdom. You know, the circumstances are, are changing so readily that, that we really need to be flexible. And as you were saying, you know, you're in a board meeting, you know, a number of months ago, and said, who, if somebody said, oh, there's a pandemic coming, you know, people would say, no, no, we, got, we have other things to do than talk about possibilities. But the flexibility to respond when there's such an immediate shift of direction, you know, that's a real expression of wisdom as well, um, because we're not fixed in, in a particular mentality or a partic- even fixed on a particular outcome. And it, it allows us really to calibrate um, where our efforts are going, what effect they're having, um, and what we do with that. And I think that refers back to what you were talking about in terms of the learning, because clearly when, when we do something, we have it, there are effects to it. And if we can calibrate on that and say, okay, take that feedback, integrate it, learn from it, and adjust to it, um, particularly when we're able to adjust to it in relationship to the vision we have uh, for our company, our organization, um, or even for our families, so to speak. Um, but what I would say is that that when I think about it, you know, studying people who have wisdom and good judgment and great values and embody, you know, characteristics um, that uh, are important, they that influences how we think and what we do, and it's what I call apply to self. Um, and there, there are a bunch of ways that I use, and you know, I just you know put them out there as a maybe a potential recommendation for our listeners. But for example, your podcast, you know, the Business Elevation Show here on Voice of America, it's a great example of resource, and you've got well over three hundred and fifty episodes that uh, people could tune into, or organizations like Rotary International, where you can meet others and. And really, just go deep with them. Pursue what's the essence of your leadership, and how are you dealing with these issues and things like that. Um, another group is the um, the, for example, the, these uh, executive development groups. Like that, uh, I worked with the Academy of Chief Executives in the UK uh, as a real. That was a really great uh, time when I was still living in Europe and. And there's another one called Vistage in the U.S. and I think 20 countries around the around the globe. But these are peer-to-peer executive development groups that that where you can really gain from the wisdom of other people's experience. And another one I use is um, is a blog from Seth Godin. Um, there these days there are a number of of uh, blogs and podcasts and stuff that that we can learn from. But just pick pick one that that really uh, speaks to you and to your leadership. And just begin to apply to self, integrate it. And then, you know, of course, for us, Chris, you know, getting a great coach is is something that we really advocate wherever that may be, you know, in your own in your own locality or wherever. We just we really encourage it. And of course, we offer that ourselves. But um, I think the most important thing at this time is it, it, we have the opportunity to. Um, to really develop our capacity as leaders. Um, And that includes skills, but it also includes our alignment with our values and how do we want to project those in in the future that's coming where we we really are going to be in a new paradigm of business and of the world as a world. 
um, and a place for us to bring our influence in, in really profound ways. Excellent. Well, I just missed a little bit there. I suddenly got suddenly got cut off. Um, but I think um, you know I picked up you know these, these thoughts about the you know having a coach, and that's really really very important. And I, I don't know. I just want to. We've got a couple of minutes to commercial break, Jane. I just wanted to share something and 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 gain your point on this. I, you know, you can have lots of wisdom, and and often we go into a situation and we've got all that we we kind of need, but we maybe feel a bit insecure that we don't. And I think um, I'm finding very helpful having some you know, daily disciplines to enable mm. me to access even more of that wisdom uh, yeah. I've been doing the last of this. And I know when I do this, that it has a huge impact on how I show up in the day and uh, how I come across to others because they've 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 vis- verbally told me when they've uh, experienced it. Mm. So the last uh, the last few mornings, for example, I've um, have a kind of meditative practice for half an hour when I first wake up, and uh, and what I find is that you know develops a calmness and a stillness, which then means that I find I'm able to access more from myself. I don't know if you mm. do something similar, Gene. Oh, I I totally agree. I'm glad you mentioned that um, because that's. That's right on target with what I do. I, I have a, I have a series of, of meditative types of things I do. I, I do meditation, but I also do a practice which is called um, uh, tapping or emotional freedom technique, and it's really a, has been a profound contributor to me in in doing exactly what you're saying, kind of settling myself, but also. Um, giving me really uh, insight and wisdom, I would say, from my unconscious mind. It's like accessing that embodied knowing um, that, as you were saying, sets the day for productivity. And I think, you know, when we get those new insights, it's very powerful um, contribution to our wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I completely, completely agree. It can be quite, quite profound sometimes, you know, where these... uh, I was sitting with someone who uh, this week um, who was having a real kind of struggle with a with a, a particular there's a, a name for a product that he was developing and it was quite strange because almost the answer came out of me it came from slightly in my belly mm. uh, and it came out of me just about the time when it hit my brain and <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's um and, and and he said to me I just can't believe it I've been thinking about this for so long I've just I've got goosebumps my hairs are standing up on the end of on my arms and I didn't know where it came from but I don't think uh, that would have come through me if I'd not wasn't in a very still place exactly I think stillness is critical you're you're totally right. Yeah, so great. We're going to go to commercial break now, and uh, after the break, have a have a think through. Then you know how, you know how in your leadership um, are you? How deeply do you understand yourself and your kind of practices? How um, you know how humble would people? How um, how do you operate with humility and and artfully and skillfully deal with you know, issues and people? Are you seeking the truth in all instances? And do you know how to? To really do that, and are you applying wisdom that enables you to um, to be highly effective in your kind of field and highly productive and organised and decisive? And um, so, have a reflect on all of that. And after the break, we'll come back. We'll talk about the final um, uh, point in the model and kind of summarise and and some suggest further suggestions and thoughts. So, do join us again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? 
Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. You know, Chris, um, this uh, this conversation really brings to mind what so many of my clients, and I'm sure your clients, feel similar about, and that is we got to get to action. <laughs> so action is is kind of like a key component of the model that we've been talking about, and seeing how um, we can help our clients to to not only reflect and and discover their wisdom and truth but also to actually turn that into action in a way that um, creates a real benefit uh, for them, their employees, their staff, uh, their customers, and um, the, the ones that their customers serve. So there's, there's this whole ecosystem piece about um, what we're talking about and the kind of coaching that we do. Uh, you know, one of the things I've heard is that action expresses priorities. And... I think it'd be great if you could just maybe speak to you know how you help executives to link their priorities and their actions, and maybe what some of the results that you've seen as a result of that. Sure, I I, I think one of the challenges that people often face is they have too many priorities, mm-hmm. so that you know they may have a a huge list of list of priorities, and the the truth is I think we can you know, only remember five plus or minus two digits of a phone number. Um, and we can also confuse if if we have have too many priorities. So I think one of the things to do is just to just get really, really clear on on what the priorities actually are. And uh, don't don't have too much because you can cause um, cause kind of confusion. But when you um you've got clear on what are those those core actions that you need to take or those core um those core kind of com- components, uh, then um, you've got to think about the strategies that you need to apply to get them done. Now, of course, what's happened in due to COVID-19 is you suddenly have a pressure that um, many have never seen in, in their lives before because it, it's a pressure that means that you have to act if you've got lots of people, if your business has suddenly stopped functioning, 
uh, in terms of revenue or actually you're you're supplying something uh, like foodstuffs, which is suddenly needed in greater volume, you've had a situation that means that you've got to act, whether you've actually felt like doing it or not. And and that situation, you know, puts a, a weight on you such that you can't wiggle out of your responsibilities. You've got to, you know, walk through this and not not wobble through it. Now, we can we're not always going to have the coronavirus, um, I hope. Uh, and we're, but what we can do is we can um, utilize that kind of thinking to create strategies that mean that we overcome fear and procrastination and um, just just avoid, avoidance um, through getting from, from, from our priorities. We can uh, get clear about um, the things we, we really need to do and not just get lost in all of the goo and the the different kind of uh, components of general life. But we, get, but we can use that sort of strategy to create um, situations that mean we've got to act. So if we've got a key project, we maybe set project meetings up. We set, um, we set um, uh, opportunities to go and present maybe to, at a board level. Um, we tell our customers we're going to do something. Um, so you know we um, we create these situations that mean that whether we like it or not, or we act. So you know, give you an example of this. One of my uh, good friends called Meta Block. She's a twice world champion rower from Denmark and a uh, amazing speaker. She wanted to add more comedy into her speaking, and and the strategy she came up with was to not not go and do a, a, a comedy course. Um, it was actually to um, book a 1,350-seat conference hall in Tivoli Gardens, advertise herself doing a one-woman stand-up comedy show. She sold out every seat and then had five months to go and uh, learn how to do stand-up comedy. Um, <laughs> but you, you can see this um, situation that you know, if you're a leader and you want people to act, what you do on, on a particular objective, what you do is you create little hurdles for them. You get, you get them to come in and present to you. You get them to – you create a, a strategy such that they have to follow through and act. And uh, and move things forward. When you don't do that for them, some are self-starters, but others need that help, and it focuses their mind, and they sort of get on and they and they deliver. Um, some of the things I guess that I've seen, um, I've, well, I've seen people do some amazing things, and uh, I'm seeing examples like my friend I just shared. I've just been talking to uh, a an MD of a large large um, organisation who um, you know they they are trans- in the transport sort of sector and where they were uh, taking paying passengers um, by coach um, to many many destinations and now suddenly it's changed that strategy. And um, through the, this kind of pressure, um, what they decided to do is focus that on getting meals to people on the front line. Um, tra- so tra- they transported over 12,000 food parcels in the last few weeks. Um, they're doing, you know, in- incredible things. But you can utilize that, that idea and concept um, for you to get even more effective with, uh, with following through with your actions. I don't know, Gene, just answer the question. I'm not sure if I've... Yeah, well, I, I I love what you're what you're saying about you know the boldness of putting yourself out there as Meta did and and going okay, <laughs> so lolly seats now I have to show up and I'm going to be doing you know a one person comedy, that's that's really putting the pressure on, which is I think that is something that uh, that I too have uh, have used as a strategy. I mean, and related to that, I would say is is the openness of our those we're coaching to receive it. So I, I'm thinking about this this uh, client in Bangladesh who's who who's really been um, challenging uh, his industry um, partners 
uh, with regard to how they've responded to this uh, COVID-19. And unfortunately, um, he's in an industry where these large brands have chosen to um, uh, not accept um, what, what they're producing and to not pay for the raw materials or the finished products. And he's really challenged them on, you know, we have workers that, that are not being paid. And so um, he was, he's kind of initially came out as slightly negative and, and kind of challenging, chastising. But then he, with a bit of input, he was able to go, no, you know, let me put forth the vision of what we can do together. And has been very creative about um, engaging these partners, these global partners, in what they can do together. And I think that there's... There's something about that in terms of not only resetting our business models, which, of course, we will do and will have to do, but also resetting our mindsets to go, okay, let's look to let's look to work together to be creative together um, in preparing for this post-COVID-19 business environment that we're all, you know, hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later, but we're, we're looking at that. You know, it's like we, you know, you and I really believe in coaching and and. Um, we see the benefits of that. You know, I, I see it with uh, other clients. I, I have a client in, in Australia who is kind of working kind of two things and very much in, in this environment, um, developing a whole volunteer um, NGO, NGO alongside her business that uh, is uh, mobilizing volunteers within her region. Um, and has has partnered with uh, her city and and the uh, and the regional government to actually begin working very much like you're saying delivering uh, food parcels. Um, it's that kind of uh, recognition that we have a we really have an obligation as leaders to the whole, not simply to our organization or our business, but also to the the impact that it has. And there's a positive ripple effect that that occurs when we start to do that um, because we, we build our reputation, we build the quality of our brand, um, we increase retention with regard to our employees. It's just all of that's possible, but oftentimes what I recognize is that we need a third party to help us, somebody who's outside our own system. I, I certainly need that for myself. Um, even as a coach, I need a coach. Um, and it's it's something that that creates for me a, an environment where I can go and I can lay out where I am, kind of my present state, so to speak. And in that brainstorming, in that work with with my coach, I'm able to to generate ideas that I go, wow, I would never have had that by myself. Um, and so I would say for our listeners, that's very much what we encourage you to do. We've said it before, you know, I keep a broken record here a bit, but just to say that this is something that uh, we really encourage you to do, the, that coaching as a profession has really grown and it, we've increased the quality of uh, our skill um, as an industry. And so we really encourage you to find that support where it's appropriate. Find it in your local setting. Uh, of course, you you know we'd love if you worked with us. That'd be great. But that's that really is not the the primary point. The primary point is to use this time and to set aside some time for reflection and for for envisioning of the future. Can I just make a? Uh, you you asked me a question about the some of the impacts and 
I, I, I as you were talking there, I, you know, some of them started to come started to come to me, and you know, for me, I think it's a very honourable position what we do. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, certainly now one situation where through through some you know, coaching we did, um, a concept came together, and now 350 companies are getting getting development, and their organisations are being transformed. That wouldn't have happened happened before, and they're they're part of a, a really fascinating um, organic kind of kind of program. Um, I'm thinking of uh, you know a major corporate CEO that I was coach coaching whose PA called me in in quietly and just wanted to thank me for giving her um, a, a nice bo- boss that she'd always wanted to work for. Um, and uh, you know, I love I, stories like that. Yeah, I had somebody come to say tell me that her husband wanted to say thank you because I'm now um, he said I'm now a nicer person to live with and. Um, the CEO of another company said it was the third most significant experience of his life, uh, which was quite um, shocking when number one was when he'd lost his mum and number two was when he'd lost his brother because it just refocused on, on what was important. Mm. So, so Gene, we're, we're coming together, aren't we? We, we, we see some, we've been seeing some real value through our work of maybe offering a little more than, than we could as individuals and offering the opportunity for people to come together to 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 uh, to work with us, we can only obviously work with a few people because there's only um, only two of us. But actually, uh, doing some coaching together with people, mm-hmm. either, either some um, some sessions maybe with me and some with you, and then possibly the option of uh, of sessions with us together. So, our thinking to um, help do that is to you know we're going to offer probably the initial um, ideal is with people maybe six coaching sessions. Um, and you know, during those sessions, we'll help you to step up and make it make a, a, a real difference, and you know, set you in the on the trajectory that you want to be on. With some deep reflection, there'll be some reflection, there'll be some challenge, there'll be um, there'll be support, there'll be some uh, kind of diagnostics in there as well to understand yourself better. Now, with with ourselves, you know, because of our experience and everything, you know, those sorts of packages. Um, will you know range between you know ten ten and twenty thousand dollars to between depending on what you want. Um, so, but, but for anybody obviously who's listening and can't afford that, there's three hundred and seventy four hours of content in here which can help you to develop and grow. And we'll put in the next couple of weeks we'll put some more information on, on my website at uh, www.chriscooper.co.uk and uh, feel free to connect with me, Chris at chriscooper.co.uk, um, or if you want to contact Gene. Gene, what's your email? So I have to gene.early at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E dot early, like early in the morning at gmail.com. And gene.early at leadersquest.org. That's gene.early at leadersquest.org. Excellent. Also, so we, LinkedIn is another another place to connect. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we have the potential between us as well. You know, we've you can think with with you know I've had Gene's got a huge uh, network of connections um, that we and I've got um, you know three hundred and seventy four interviews with sometimes with several people on them um, I've got a huge network so you know th- you can we can also help people through our networks uh, as well um, which is a, a huge value and uh, you know even create packages where we we can bring other people uh, into this kind of journey to help you to become the best leader we need people out there now. Um, who are able to um, move forward and solve some of the problems in the world and uh, if you can we can help you do that then we will feel very very proud uh, and privileged so gene thank you very much for being here today great being with you 
Excellent. And we look forward to uh, being on the show again ne- on, on next week. Also, if you didn't listen to the show last week with Jessica Richards on changing the Groundhog Day, she actually, Jean mentioned um, the Institute of... Um, uh, Chief Executives Academy of uh-huh. and she All was right. voted in the top three um, speakers of the decade and uh, she, she talked about changing um, transforming your thinking um, so you're not doing the same habitual patterns and I thought it was a mm-hmm. brilliant conversation it was so, a great session I listened to that it was really a great session thank you uh, any questions comments come to me chris at chriscooper.co.uk please be safe um, keep, keep your distance and keep your spirits up, you know. Just remember, today is a gift, and uh, make every day kind of count. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.